Greetings and welcome back to Shnayim Mikra V'yachad Targum. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom and I'm privileged and honored to be sharing observations about each, some segment of each one of the seven aliyot of this week's parasha, Parashat Chaye Sarah, uh, with you via the OU's website, OU.org, and this wonderful program of Shnayim Mikra V'yachad Targum, uh, or Shnayim Mikra. Um, we will provide, I assume, some sort of targum along the way. Parashat Chaye Sarah, just as a very quick introduction, is real, has really three stories going on. The first is the last famous chapter in Avraham's life, and that is uh, when Avraham's dream, in a sense, and from another perspective, his ultimate mission is finally realized, and that is to acquire land in Eretz Canaan. That is via the acquisition of Marat HaMachpelah as a place of burial for Sarat. Although we generally and certainly homiletically approach this Parsha as being about the death of Sarat and about Avraham mourning and a new passage in Avraham's life, if you look at the text itself, it's chiefly about Avraham's finally getting a piece of the land, finally being able to claim some sort of stake in the land that for all of these years Hashem had promised him, and yet he had continually been, in his own words, a ger vitoshav. We will get back to that. The main section, the largest section of this week's parasha of Chaye Sarah, is devoted to the mission of Avraham's slave, the older man of the house, Zakan Beto, the steward of the house, to go back to Haran and find a wife for Yitzchak, which he does. Uh, we will talk about that uh, that mission in uh, the next podcast uh, with dealing with the second Aliyah, and then examine it over the course of the next few podcasts. The end of the parasha is really a coda to that entire generation as both Avraham dies and we're told about his death, We uh, and then uh, Yishmael dies, almost as a footnote to the entire scene, setting us up for hearing about Toldot Yitzchak, which, of course, is next week's parashat. But to begin here, the very famous comments of Rashi, but take a look at the Ramban's point here about uh, the fact that other people also have their years measured out that way. Uh, and Sarah dies, there is what to say about that. I'm going to save it for a little bit later in the week. What what Kiryat Arba Hechevron? Why that uh, that uh, juxtaposition and that explanation is almost uh, ubiquitous through Tanakh. Beretz Kanan Avraham of course, a very difficult passage. Where did Avraham come from? That he had to come to Kiryat Arba. So does it mean that Vayavo Avraham he was elsewhere? He was on his way back from the Akedah and the famous Midrash that Sarah saw a vision of the Akedah and saw Yitzchak being killed and she had a uh, shock and she died, which of course is critical for Seder Olam's dating of Yitzchak being 37 years old time of the Akedah, because we do know that Yitzchak was 37 at the time of his mother's death, based on the math of, as we read in last week's parasha, Sarah being 90 when he was born and now 127 when she died. Uh, the other possibility is that Avraham and Sarah simply had different tents and he came into her tent, or Vayavo is the sense of he energized himself, or he simply was away from Hebron at the time. And of course, these two psukim, which are the, the chief emotional ones of the, of the Perak, 
um, are really just a setup uh, in order for us to get to the main thing, which is Abraham gets up and he speaks to Bnei Chet, who are the residents. Now, what does he say? Ger The question is why he introduces himself this way, and we will discuss that in a moment. I am a resident, but a sojourner, a visitor among you, meaning I am not a member of your clan. Tnuli achuzat kever imachem. Give me an achuzah. Now, an achuzah means something legal and specific. It's important to know what that is. It is a holding, a, 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 um, a, a an estate, which will then be passed on from generation to generation. And almost as if a little bit manipula- manipulatively, uh, Avraham says, I have my, my dead body here and I have to bury her. So there's a sense of urgency and a sense of uh, of an argument of why they should give him a grave. What's the response? Now, when we're reading this, we don't know what to expect. We could have them go to war against him. We could have them dismiss him and laugh him off. They could be that they will accede to his request right away. Could be that they'll even give him options. Uh, notice how they respond. First of all, it's B'nai Chet and Avraham. So he is facing a council of elders, as it were, not just one person. First of all, they address him as my master. They address him with great, great honor. Look, they recognize you are a prince of God. Now, whether that means something in a religious sense or in a political sense or a social sense, either way, they are showing him great esteem. You're among us, and it's almost like you deign to be among us. Pick the choicest of our kvarot, and you can bury your dead there. Now, notice what they're giving him. They're saying, our graves, we will open one area up. Important to note how people were buried in these days, as we see from this story. They're buried in caves. And you go into the cave, and it's a catacomb with several rooms, and there's several rock beds, and the body is laying on the rock bed. He says, take the choicest of our kvarot and bury your dead. None of us will with, will will uh, keep himself or will keep you from burying your dead. And it would be an honor for us to have you bury your dead in one of our in one of our, our graves. At this point, Avraham seemingly should say, "Great, I got what I needed. Pick out the best one and go for it." Notice what Avraham does. Avraham bows down uh, to Bnei Chet, prostrates himself. He's showing gratitude by the very Tamli more, And he says, okay, and he seems to be agreeing to the request. If you really are supportive of this, they brought me to Shma'uni Ufigu Ben Sochar. Now notice, everybody's saying Shmu, They say you hear us, he says you hear me. Listen to me, and please, on, on my behalf, go and talk to Ephron Ben Sochar. You be the middleman, and you go talk to Ephron. I want that particular cave, whether Machpelah is a description of the cave or just the name of the cave, the cave at Machpelah, that seems to be from Pishtek to be what it means. He has a field. At the very end of his field, there's this cave. And he says, for full price, I don't want him to give me a discount. I don't want him to give it to me for free. I want to give him for, for, for a fair price and a full price as Achuzat Kever. Now notice what they had said. They said any one of us would be honored to have you bury your dead. And its price isn't even an issue. We're not asking you to buy anything. He insists. In the meantime, Ephron was among them, which means 
that instead of them having to go and find Ephron somewhere else and, and talk to him, he is sitting among them. Now listen to the phrasing. He is among the Zikin, among the elders. He answers Avraham, which means they're all witnesses. All the people who come to the gate. The gate is the place of judgment. You know, this is where the public square, where everybody comes. And so this is a public statement. Notice what he says. Avraham said, I'm, I'm going to want to buy it for full price. He says, no, listen to me. Again, listen, listen, listen. I've already given you the field. And I've given you the cave. And I've given to you in front of everyone. I have witnesses. I'm not going to renege. Take it. Bury your dead there. I've given it to you. At this point, Avram should be, should be beside himself. Because the whole time he's been looking for land in Israel, now the first time that he actually takes the initiative to get land that we know of, and it's given to him on a silver platter. They won't even take money for it. He can bury Sarah right away, and it's his. What does he answer? <clears throat> First of all, Avram bows down again, thanking him. And again, this is all public, this is all testified, attested to, this is all in the public record. Again, hear me, hear me, hear me, back and forth. Hear me. I've already put the money down. It almost sounds as if the money is sitting in escrow and I'm waiting for you to take it. So Avram refuses to take the field as a gift. He wants it as a purchase. What's Avram's answer? Listen to me. Again, Shmaini. This land, and it's not just the cave, it's the land, the whole area, which, as we'll see in a minute, which is worth 400 shekel, it's a huge amount, 400 shekel of, of uh, silver. But you and I, we're rich men, What's, what, what is this? Take it and bury your dead. Why are you talking money? Why are you talking price? So it's a big field, take it and bury your dead. Now by Shema Avraham el what is it that Avraham, as Avraham could have said Shmaini, what did he listen to? He listened to the price. But Avraham insisted on paying and wouldn't take it as a gift. As we find out that he takes the money, the same amount of money that, that uh, Ephron uh, mentioned as the value of the field, and he weighs it out, by Yishkol Avraham, he weighs it out, and he gives it to him, what kind of money? Money that's accepted everywhere, uh, money that uh, will be taken by any, any, uh, tr- any uh, merchant. Now, we're going to go to the end of the parak, even though that's the end of the first Aliyah, because the story isn't really over. And notice that Bamachpelah makes it sound like that's the name of the place. It's in the presence of Mamre, who, as we know, is one of Avraham's buddies. The field and the cave in it. And the, the, the tree, any trees that are in the field. That are within the boundaries. You know, the Zavram buys the entire field. Buys the cave, he buys the entire field. And notice, this piece is written like a legal document. It's giving out the boundaries, and what's included, and what the price is, who the parties are. And now we find out who the witnesses are. All the elders of the town are there, and they're all test to this. And this is now the afterthought. 
And after all of this is done, Avram buries Sarah. Again, this is in Hebron. And the point again of this story is not the burial of Sarah. The point is the Avram's ownership of land. Because that's the final statement here. Not the burial. The burial is the penultimate statement. Because that's the, the catalyst that gets this going. The main point is, so what is it that's going on here? Why does Avram refuse to accept the gift? Why does he insist on paying and exi- paying this exorbitant amount and taking the entire field? Because what Avraham wants is Avraham wants to be a landowner in Eretz Israel. In order for him to be a landowner, he can't accept it as a gift. To accept it as a gift means that he's really accepting the LRGS so that if he falls out of favor or if they don't like his kids down the line, then they're no longer there. This way he has a stake, he has a claim, he has ownership. And Chazal pick up on the, on the notion that, look at Abraham, look at the tremendous faith he had. God promised him the land and he spent his whole life wandering, unable to buy it. And finally when he bought it, the only way he could do it was to pay an exorbitant amount, but he did it in order to get a piece of land, in order to get a first stake in Israel. In my book, I wrote an entire chapter about this particular negotiation with a whole other wrinkle, and I suggest the interested reader look there. But in the meantime, as a first analysis, we can see that what really is going on here in this chapter is not only the end, of course, of a beautiful relationship of Avraham and Sarah, but more critically, the end of a quest. Avraham's quest for a, land, for a piece of land, for a piece of property, for a stake in Eretz Canaan, which began many, many years earlier, when Avraham left Haran with the call of Lech Lecha, and here he finally finds that El Ha'aretz Asher Areka. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast with the beginning of Parak Chavdalad, which is in the middle of the second Aliyah, and Avraham's mission to his slave to go find a wife for Yitzchak. Everybody have a wonderful day.